The, uh, the the new scoop intro that Tommy's done for us, the music is just much more jazzier as it as it's built out to go for longer. So like when you swap screens, you don't just get the subtle fade out of the music kind of thing. You get the it sounds like someone's like full on just jazzing it up. Let's go, baby. But anyway, if you are listening to this, welcome in to the scoop. Hi, uh, my name is Graham. This is Bib. We are ice cream uppers in true ice cream fashion. This is the scoop, the UK's number one video game podcast. If we do say so ourselves we are live on twitch.tv forward slash ice cream uploads where we go live sometimes <laughs> at 10 a.m ish <laughs> yeah i'm supposed to say each and every single weekday at 10 a.m ish but but we all know it's been a couple of months since we were holding that schedule down but you know what i'm not going to say anything all i'm going to do is give you a little bit of a teaser for something that could be weeks and or months away um we are looking at a way to increase our content output on ICU. So you may get not just the 10 a.m. regular slot, but more. Possibly TBC, TBD, and all of the TB others uh, in time going forward. So we may be bringing you more content uh, from possibly even more people. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, so do keep your eyes on us uh, live on twitch.tv forward slash ice cream uploads. Nice. Anyway, we do go live. I'll just say it. Each and every single weekday at 10 a.m. ish uh, on Twitch.tv. Question mark. On Twitch.tv forward slash ice cream uploads uh, for the Scoop, the UK's number one video game podcast. As we do say so ourselves, we go live bringing you the biggest, the best, and the breaking stories from the world of video games, plus our thoughts and impressions. But it's not just about our thoughts and impressions. We want to hear your thoughts and impressions. Then your thoughts and impressions on our thoughts and impressions. That's kind of how the whole thing works. So if you're on the stream, please do feel free to get involved. And it's important that you do because we may be live on Twitch but the live stream is turned into a podcast a video on youtube and an audio podcast on itunes and spotify and amazon music and google play that is a lot of places where over two hundred thousand people have watched and listened and downloaded to our podcasts downloaded to downloaded our podcasts you know all of the on-demand stuff so please do feel free to get involved on behalf of those people that can't be with us right now but do watch later on uh, before we jump into the news a few talking points um we held obviously the loot drop last week um we exported the list the week before but we didn't get around to actually drawing it until <laughs> last week um and shout out to gt Shotya, who won then didn't claim his prize so we re-rolled that again and it was given to mr spidge mr s pigeon yeah. um a friend of the channel streams on twitch he won a game of his choice and chose final fantasy remake <laughs> remake 14 remake there you seven. go seven okay seven. i don't this know is bullshit Picking <laughs> numbers out of the air i don't really know <laughs> so yeah final fantasy 1 2 17 12 uh, remake uh so he's got that and we'll be playing it on stream i think he says even though i might be off stream i was talking to him the other day we played on saturday actually i i don't actually remember whether he said he was going to play it on stream but i do remember him saying that when he plays final fantasy and stuff like that he only ever gets like one one or two viewers i was like yeah but yeah it's the thing when you're a hardcore PUBG content creator uh yeah. You don't get all the other people dropping in, but that's what you do, what I do. Just view bot. Jobs are good, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, like, uh, th with games like that, though, you do have to make a decision, and uh, there has been games where I've made the decision that this would be infinitely better to, for me, personally, to play this game offline. It usually things like Starfield or uh, Cyberpunk and games like that, because me committing, that will take... <laughs> Starfield might be 40 streams, and there's no way that people are going to keep on coming back for those 40 streams because I don't stream long enough throughout the day to be able to 
build up that kind of traction for people to care enough about it. So things like Battle Royales are perfect because they're 20 minutes long. That's the narrative. The whole narrative of the game is 20 minutes long. Did you win? Did you not? Whereas obviously Starfield, there's so many different other missions going around. Like Pal World, we have a server save just for us to be able to stream. People know what the game is about now. It's obviously something that we will end up going to in our leading story today. But in terms of what that game offers, it's a live service game. It will continue to progress and expand. So it's perfect for streaming. But Final Fantasy, it's a 60, 70 hour game. Like unless you are committing like five hours a day people to come and watch it and it's not just one final fantasy there is like 40 of them <laughs> like does your channel have that history that uh, of you being able to and play each it? one has 70 rounds make. of dlc yeah. yes <laughs> yeah. so it's it's a it's a long time to be able to commit to it so it doesn't surprise more people who aren't known for playing single player narrative driven games don't get that kind of traction into their stream unless it's a passion thing like we don't stream resident evil all the time but people know that i'm the resident evil guy so they'll tune in for me to play resident evil to gain my excitement from it that's that's the what should, what's the 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 jeopardy no that's not it that's the there's a word for that in there somewhere. I don't know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm enjoying watching you wave your hand around. Watching like... me wave I know. It's, I should be Italian, really, just waving my hands <laughs> when I can't forget anything. But yeah, uh, that's, that's the difference, I think, in terms of people know me from playing that game. It's not a game that we're playing here all the time, but we'd be sure to stream the entire playthrough the first time around when I do come, when a new one does come out. And I think that's where we kind of built that kind of following up for those kind of things. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So for anyone that is interested in our content, by the way, we do, we obviously do play, um, as well as doing the podcasts, which you listen to right now, hey, we also play um, a bunch of stuff. I, I tend to main PUBG on the channel. Uh, Bibi will usually jump between Call of Duty, Fortnite, um, and similar sort of things, but we will throw in some football content, some some playthroughs mm -hmm. and so on. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll try mixing in a bunch more stuff uh, over the uh, the coming weeks as mon uh, months, as mentioned, but more on that when we get uh, to that information. Um, so yes, one thing to mention, uh, obviously we did give away a copy of uh, Final Fantasy II Spidge the other day. Um, if you want to be in a chance with being in the next loot drop, that will take place on the first Monday of every month. If everyone doesn't know what the loot drop is, exclamation mark loot drop in the chat. It's the 5th of February, um, I think, which I think is two weeks, right? Is it two weeks? Uh, let's have a look. It we're is. Not, I don't think we're a million miles away. Yeah, yeah. It's It's been, because we got paid before Christmas, it feels like it's been a 10-week month. <laughs> like, but yeah, uh, two weeks time. Yeah, you, you you are absolutely on the nail with that. So yeah, if you sub to the channel now, you will be in the loot drop next month. So on the fifth of January, we will do as we always do: export the list, uh, add everyone's name into a proverbial hat, and then we'll draw one person to bag a prize. TBC on exactly what that prize is. But if you are a sub on the fifth, you will be included, whether you want it or not. As was the case with GT Shotyer, who won and didn't claim. So unlucky, mate. But. Did. CC casts welcome in. How you doing? It's been a while. Uh, Pimp, you speaking of being a while, how you doing? Uh, hey. Chris, all the ICU teams are dropping in. Let's go. Uh, the big screen in the office. Is that what this is? Absolutely should be. Uh, gutted <laughs> hashtag non winner. Uh, you're not. A, you're not a sub. Or, all right, or are you? All right, it says sixteen month sub. Maybe you are a sub. I don't know. But. Uh, if you are, then you were in it and you didn't win. If you if you are, oh, but to be fair, you can't win anyway because you're part of the channel. So unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unlucky. Do you know what? There, there is that bit too. I'm a sexy sub. Let's go. Let's go. So, so yeah, you ain't winning nothing. You ain't winning nothing. Um, oh, you can choose your badge, can't you? 
think I could choose the badge of mine, what I want to show. Yeah, it was just, it, it confused me because, yeah, we don't usually see that many first badges. Everyone usually, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you get the, get the idea. Anyway, so we are here to talk about a little bit of video game news. Let me jump over to the split screen. Hi, hi. Um, so as mentioned in the pre-show, we have uh, some Pal World to kick things off. Naturally, the whole world has been talking about it. It is setting a bunch of records. But after that, if you're interested in the news, we're going to talk about Indiana Jones, the developer direct, uh, Raven Software apologizing for disruption in Call of Duty, 343 uh, talking about Halo Infinite. And if you want a free game, stick around to the end of the show. We'll tell you what you can get for free in Free Game Friday on a Monday. Nice. That's not the first time we've had Free Game Friday on a Monday, but it's not going to be the last either. Um, okay, then, Mr. Bib. We yes. played Power World on Friday. Free Game Friday. Nice. Um, we played Power World twice on Friday, and then we both played it again off stream on the weekend. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. probably not surprising that the game is breaking records, right? Well, as the face, I think we was in the carousel as one of four people, four or five people playing it. Then obviously we are now the face of Power World. Is that right? Yeah, confirmed. Confirmed. Yeah, we are the Power um, World pals. Yeah. The Power World pals. Yeah. <clears throat> not not the pals. Power World pals, lowercase p as opposed to capital P because capital P yeah. would be the species, right? Or is it confirmed. the other round? I don't know. It's just words and stuff. Nice. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, we've got a lot to say about this, and uh, the, the article obviously does go on to give you a lot of numbers that aren't accurate at the time of now, yeah. um, as you told me this morning, but it just gives a wider context as to uh, obviously where we are at this moment in time with the with the game itself. Yeah, so I'll read through this article now. If you just open up the Power World Twitter and get their latest um, yeah. stats that they've, they've confirmed, and we'll just verbally update it, because VGC haven't updated it, and that's where we're jumping into for our first article. Jordan Midler over at VGC has the first news that we're going to go over and it says power world hits more concurrent steam players than cyberpunk and elden ring the game now has the fifth highest peak concurrent ever bearing in mind this is yesterday and not only yesterday but pretty much 24 hours so it's not late yesterday it's had a lot more time since then um so power world has the fifth highest peak concurrent number of uh, steam players for any game in the service's history that's according to Ind independent steam aggregator steam db which collates data from valve store uh, storefront power world a survival game which made an impact on social media due to its initial trailer which viewers described as quote pokemon with guns which obviously we've mentioned that a few times over the week as well it has reached a maximum peak of 1.262 million players uh, that's concurrent players obviously at the time of writing which is over 200,000 more than cyberpunk 2077 which is possibly the most hyped i'll use the, the phrase overhyped uh, which obviously has negative connotations but that's not necessarily the way that i'm meaning it so cyberpunk has one of the most overhyped uh, launches in in history and Pokemon with guns has 200,000 people more than that did at launch. Um, naturally, lots of stuff to, to unpack with Cyberpunk, but we won't do that here. Um, that makes it the fifth highest peak in Steam history, uh, though the four games above it are currently free to play. The game only needs around 30,000 more concurrent players to overtake Dota 2, and around 65,000 to overtake Lost Ark. Above those are Counter-Strike with 1.8 million, and... It's a little game called PUBG Battlegrounds with 3.25 million concurrent players. The studio claimed on Twitter to be, quote, the highest concurrent player count of any paid game in the history of Steam, 
end quote, but PUBG hit its peak when it was a paid game. You silly sausages. Oh, God. Um, So, yeah, basically, if if I'm to play Power World, I only play absolute bangers, clearly. PUBG and Power World, this is just what it is. This is what it is. Um, So there is an embedded tweet for Power World. We'll come back to that if if needs be. But Power World was developed by Japanese studio Pocket Pair and released into early access on PC and Xbox on Friday. The game has immediately become a success. Its creator claims the game has sold over 4 million copies since release i do you have a, uh, you have a fact check on that bib i do have a fact check it's now five million five. that was updated three hour, three hours ago nice so however following its release use on social media quick to point out the extreme similarities between some of the designs of the pals which are the creatures that populate the game and pokemon quote it's not even subtle about its ripoffs how much else has it stolen wrote one user on x another added i want to like pal world but i don't know if i can support running existing pokemon through a fuser and passing them off as new ip uh, the situation is further muddled in the eyes of some by pocket pairs historical relationship with generative ai tools artist uh, zaytree noted on x that one of its previous titles was ai art imposter a game which literally uses uh, utilizes an ai image generator as its core mechanic um and by we'll bring uh, us back into the show so we are talking about a, a game that is greater than Cyberpunk and Elden Ring. I've added as the uh, discussing now title, uh, now just just to add a little bit of you know potential salt into it. It's it, I mean yeah. whether it's greater or not is in the eye of the beholder. Statistically, it is greater in terms of raw concurrent numbers, and and obviously yeah. we're only a couple of days into it. There's a lot that can change in time. Cyberpunk went from being great to trash to great again. Obviously, right now, Palworld mm. is bigger than most things uh that yeah. have ever been made in video games big start can you see it continuing what are your thoughts mr bib uh yes i can consider i can see it continuing i mean this is a v0.10 launch it's been our game preview on xbox it's an early access on steam like everybody knows what the ground level is for this at the moment so there's a lot of other things that people would like to be included in this I will always give games that obviously say that they're in early access and a game preview the benefit of the doubt because this is the equivalent of someone paying money to have the the early access of it. You are there feeding back constantly about how this game can be improved. And we are the guinea pigs at this moment in time. And I think this is, again, this is all personal in my opinion stuff. Genuinely think this is one of the best early access games that I have ever played. If this was a full version of the game, if this was 1.0, from what I've played, the nine hours that we streamed on Friday and the the two hours that I played yesterday, I'd be happy with this being like a full version of the game. Now, there is some glaringly obvious things that keep on happening within the game. Like uh, on my screen, for instance, when we went to go and catch one of the pals, there was flying up into the air and vibrating so you couldn't do anything with it, but it was perfectly fine on my screen. It was there was no glitches at all so it is kind of in a user experience kind of technical downfall at this moment in time something that would appear fine to you would be horrible to me the fact that there is a bug in your inventory where you have the berries or you have any kind of food if you you don't even need to drop it graham you literally just need to move it around your inventory and it resets wow yeah so there's there's things like that that are obvious bugs that can be manipulated into your own favor but again benefit of the doubt 0.10 version i i'm in love with this game and if this is where we're at at this moment in time 
the amount of feedback that people have uh, given. I did see something very briefly on their Twitter saying that they've had over 50,000 uh, inquiries uh, for bugs and things like that that need to be changed. I don't know how big their developer team is, but I imagine it's going to increase tenfold um, with how successful this game is. One thing I would like to know is that they've said they've sold 5 million copies. Now, it doesn't say where, and it doesn't say what the split is, whether or not it's people playing it on Xbox Game Pass, whether or not they bought it on Xbox, or they have bought it on Steam. Like, how many of those are free players? How many of those are paid players? I'd like to know that. We probably never will find that, but either way, it's a huge success story for these. Like, apparently the... I've created other games like Craftopia, which is huge in its own right. Never played it, never seen it. But from what I've heard and what I've read about it, it's a successful game in its own right. That's still being worked on now. So I don't know how big the Pocket Pair office is and how much time they can literally dedicate to each project that they've got. But I imagine they're taking people from Craftopia now and moving them onto Pal World because this yeah. has all the makings of being the, the market leader. And I'm not just <clears throat> comparing it to Pokemon. It does have Pokemon elements in there. Um, but there is a lot more survival aspects to the gameplay that I think uh, outweighs the, the the collection genre of video games, like what Pokemon is, like what Temtem is, like what cassette beats uh, beasts are, like what. Um, there's another glaringly obvious one. Uh, is it Cocomon or something like that? Um, but yeah, there's. This has the potential of taking the world by storm this year, and I think it's got a contender to be game of the year at this moment in time. Obviously, we haven't had that many games out this year, uh, and the run into Christmas will obviously be telling, but yeah, this this has got the world by the balls at the moment, and it, it, it genuinely doesn't surprise me, because if you've even spent one hour with this game, you quickly find out that that one hour wasn't actually one hour. It was, it was seven. definitely five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I... I definitely believe the world has been crying out for a, a good, accessible, um, and doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean easy, but accessible survival game. Um, going back through fucking games that have come and gone, and or games that have come and just limped on, so the likes of your daisies and your scums and fucking any other stuff. That scum, I forgot about that. Yeah, so like people have been wanting some form of survival uh game to break through into the mainstream uh, in a way that is accessible survival elements and that that sandbox um style uh, is just something that appeals to the world gta has obviously got sandbox completely different uh, genre of game but people want the ability to have a massive world and go out and do their own thing in it um and pokemon you kind of get to do that but in Power World, you get to do that to the nth degree because of the survival stuff. It's not just a case of here's your linear story. There is some of that, but how fast you get through that and how equipped you are depends on how much you want to spend building up your resources. And obviously the time spent building your resources and building your armor isn't just a case of you are just on the grind. You are doing multiple grinds because to upgrade your armor, you need to get more trees. And if you get more trees, you need to get more rocks. And then you're doing those bits, you're getting yourself tired. So you need to get more food. And to get more food, you need to kill more animals or get more berries. And then you need to cook stuff to be able to eat and make it last longer. So the grind to get yourself better just grows and grows and grows. It's dominoes. You knock one, something else goes. And then something else goes. And then something else goes. And you end up having to, like one domino opens up four paths and each one of those four paths opens up, opens up another four paths so the way that you can grow in this game just is mm -hmm. kind of endless in that sort of sense which that's where the beauty of it comes from me the interesting thing for me is where we go from here because you, 
you've either got two ways for me. Craftopia doubles down on not Craftopia, Pocket Pair doubles down on its primary IP. Nobody mm-hmm. played the AI uh, game that's at the bottom of the li- this list. Nobody is obviously me talking generally. Some people clearly did. Uh, Craftopia, nobody played that. Obviously, somebody did, but nobody mainstream wise knew it. Everyone's now playing Pal World. So, are they going to start shifting resources and team members over from AI if they're still working on that, from Craftopia if they're still working on this? Are they going to do the PUBG Blue Hole thing, where Blue Hole was a small team of devs that eventually built out to be the Crafton uh, Game Union, Crafton Corporation kind of thing, some mega uh, business that is basically built around one game. They're trying to to diversify, but they are heavily based around one of the most successful games of all time. Mm-hmm. Do they do this? Um, or do they do what Mediatonic did? And they go, we've got one game. We are a tiny studio. We can't really do much. We are supported by the likes of Devolver Digital and stuff like that. But can you, uh, do you know what? Fuck it. Epic. Can you buy us out, please? Because imagine if Epic bought this. That'll be... This game stinks of an Epic purchase. Apart from mm-hmm. the potential copyright stuff... But I'll come back to that in just a second because it's it's cute, it's fun, it's family oriented. I mean, ish. You are you can murder people. It says things like lucky bastard and so on in the, uh, yeah. the UI and so on. But it's kind of family oriented. Um, not that Epic has to be that, um, mm-hmm. but it helps. And it's built in Unreal Engine as well, so that's already an instant win for uh, for Epic there. Epic likes big brand crossovers, so Lego versus Minecraft. They're doing their own Minecraft thing with Lego. Do they take this and build it into the Lego stuff? Do they take it and copy uh, to fight against Fortnite? Uh, not Fortnite, Pokemon, because Nintendo clearly aren't going to sell Pokemon. That's that, that's this big old game freak owned company that's never going to be acquired. So do you just build your own and go with that? I could see them potentially being bought out. I can see them just going, do you know what? We've got all the money now. Yeah. We've paid for everything. We don't have to sell I could see them going, we can do this, but I can also see them going, yeah, do you know what? We'll take the big old box of cash. Thank you very much. Because uh, Nintendo are looking at us with a lawsuit, uh, lawsuit and we probably can't fight that, whereas Epic probably can. So yeah, you give us a bajillion quid, you keep this, we'll disappear off into the sunset. I think that's yeah. that, that, that's big potential. And if that if that happens, for me as, as Pocket Pair, I could see... I would I would take the money because where do you go from this? The issue the issue that you have now as Power World developers is okay, this game's finished. It's not. It's only in early access. It's still got to come to PlayStation if that's gonna be a thing that they, they do. It's still got to come out of early access and be sold to the world properly. But let's just say it's finished now. Okay. We've got a roadmap for this game, clearly, because it's in early access. We know when it's coming out of early access and we know when it's gonna be finished. What do you do then? Is it DLC and so on? Okay, that's fine. DLC is all part of your roadmap for this game. Do you make Power World 2? Or do you have Power World as this mega-selling world that expands with expansion content? Because I feel like that's that's the thing. Nobody's ever had this before. Everyone has wanted Nintendo and Game Freak to give us the Pokemon game we all deserve, and people have been building in mods for 15 years. Just give us that one open-world Pokemon game. Yeah. that's not on a console that has five meter draw distances and will be good uh and now twice we've had mainstream breakouts we had temtem first and now power world has followed that obviously temtem not quite as mainstream as power world has got but it was close yeah. um brilliant game as well yeah phenomenal um but nintendo either 
are hamstrung by their hardware so can't give us the Pokemon game we want, or they actively are stopping us from having the Pokemon game we want, because once they do that, their hand has been dealt. If you keep people on the hook forever, you can keep them on the hook forever. You give them the, the, the bait now, they're, they're going to off that hook and swimming away. So is it that one? Either way, it's not good for uh, people. If other people can give them that experience, then they're going to move on anyway. Um, and we're there now. We're at this point where Pal World is doing the things that people have wanted from a Pokemon game since 1997. Um... And do you know what? I'm 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 all I'm all for that because we, I've I've always wanted a, a realistic looking, um, over the shoulder, high visual fidelity Pokemon opportunity. Um, and obviously we're not quite all of that. The visuals are are a little bit. Um, I'll use the words low rent. I don't mean it as disrespectful as that is. The visuals are a bit bit low rent compared to what you'd get in a different Unreal game yeah. like Fortnite and so on. We spoke speaking about this on the stream the other day. But it's in early access. The the potential that this game can have with its growth. I mean, I've I've spent ten to fifteen hours in this game already, um, in a weekend, and done nothing and enjoyed yeah. the fuck out of it. So <laughs> not completed the tutorial yet. I don't yep. know if you have yet, but nope. I haven't. Nope. No, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. It, it is really um, good. I I have got one more point to make on Power World as well, and I think it's. Not just down to the price of it, which at this moment in time, ten percent off. On it. there's no affiliation links with this. I'm literally just making a statement. Just, just going to jump um, in just quickly because you mentioned yeah. five million sales. Where is that? Does that include Game Pass and stuff? I wonder if that's just Steam, you know, because the one million concurrent players, yeah, is on Steam alone. And if they're talking well, sales, uh, you can't mm -hmm. just do downloads and installs. That's misleading. That yeah. so I'd I'd be surprised if that's not just Steam sales, not including Game Pass success uh, as well. Uh, well, that's what got me onto this point because I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll actually have a look at how much it costs to buy because I heard that it was going to be around twenty to thirty pound, which I thought is unbelievable value for an early access game anyway of this magnitude. But the fact that it's twenty two pound at this moment in time on the Steam store with ten percent off, like that's accessible for one because it's it's such a cheap game. I don't think that the minimum specs for this game are through the roof, so mid-range PCs can play it as well. On top of that, with it being on Xbox, again, even more accessible if you have Game Pass, because I've, I don't know if people have played this on Xbox One or One X. I know a lot of people have been playing it on the S and the Series X. So it could run like a bag of ass on the One and One X. I would like to know that if anyone has, uh, has one of those and I, has played it on I, that. I, can you run it on the 1S? If you can, I'll install it on my 1S. I'm pretty sure, like, once you've got it on a 1, you can run it across all of them, right? So uh, I will try it on my 1S later on and yeah. see if that works. Yeah, because I'm playing it on my Series S and it runs like an absolute dream. I haven't installed it on my PC yet because I can't get Xbox Game Pass to work on my PC. It just won't install anymore. Don't understand why. Um, but, yeah, in terms of accessibility, it's unbelievable. Price is great and it's well, available. squabbles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Again, that that comes down uh, that shaped my uh, early access game preview point. In that, I know I understand that there is obviously millions of gamers out there that have some sort of visual um, uh, visual difficulties when it comes to playing video games, uh, or there might be uh, not that have full access to their arms and things. I understand that, um, and it would be great for one point when it goes live to have those things but 
again, this sounds really shitty. And, I, and uh, as someone who has obviously raised a lot of money for special effects and things like that, when the game's getting off the ground to see whether or not it does have a future, I believe that they're probably going for the majority rather than the minority with this, which later on down the line, things like Starfield have all the accessible options on there. And I don't think that came out with launch. I think that's something that they did post-launch to be able to give more people the opportunity to be able to play it. So I hope that gets put in sooner rather than later. Maybe it's something that they end up putting in 0.20 or 0.30. Um, but I understand that there is some frustration with this. that It's not accessible to everybody at this moment in time. But hopefully, fingers crossed, now that this is out there, they've had 5 million. They've had, people have put the money where the mouth is. It's definitely worth going back and going, right, okay, another, another one of the checklist. This might lead to a 6 million sales or 7 million sales because we've now included more people into being able to play it again. Uh, well, you can't please very one. It says 12. Big fan of very one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bowser, thank you for the raid during that. I appreciate you very much. Everyone else dropping down the, uh, the partner anniversary... Uh, call out whatever you want to call it stuff in chat i appreciate that it is technically our partner anniversary um we kind of launched i will talk about this in the pre-show we, we kind of launched the channel on the 21st of january it's the 22nd today but obviously 24 hour period kind of thing um a bajillion years ago um but we officially started streaming in well no we actually started streaming in the november but we did it as a soft thing anyway not like that yeah. sell down sell down um Got these people in their grammar slash spelling. Happy Viewbot anniversary. No, that only started at the end of November, that mate. Uh, <laughs> so, a couple of months. Nice. Give um, us time. Give us time. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing, though. Um, this is where you've got, like, like the, the chicken and egg game uh, development sort of thing in terms of every game should be accessible, but accessibility isn't, sadly, and unfortunately the norm um for video game developers accessibility is there's a reason we have people like Wob wobbles shouting for accessibility to make it the norm because it's not industry standard um so this is having global and monumental success but it's not made by a global and monumental developer so that's where you often get those corners cuts uh, cut which is which is a shame um but like Bibby says, 5 million sales is enough to open many, many doors, and hopefully one of those doors is accessibility going forward so people can, can jump in. Can we get pink yeah. backlights for Bibby? Uh, um, if I it... turn my lights off in here, then you might have a good, a better chance of seeing it, but it does actually rotate between uh, pink and uh, purple, but because it's so bright, you can't necessarily see it. Like if I turn this one off, I think you might be able to see it a little bit better. Yeah, there you go. There you go. See? Nice. Can we get... Can we get... Eyes for Bowser? Please, mate. Nope. Nope. <laughs> JNK says 26 uh, euros on Steam for me, but uh, computer isn't high enough spec to play it. I've only got 8 gig of RAM. It needs 16 gig. Get yourself 8 gig, yeah. gig more. 116 gig RAM stick. Easy. He's dubs. Cheap, cheap as chips. Dubs are good. Speak to Nietzsche. He's got about 17. Just, just lying around. Nice. Um, okay, let me jump back up and catch up. Uh, they apologised after their mistake uh, uh, for their mistake after community notes on Twitter. What the the highest played sale game? Okay, Fedus, Fedus. Uh, wonder if Nintendo are not regretting uh, regretting not going multi platform and doing this themselves. I don't know if they'd be regretting. I feel like. <laughs> I want to hope it's Nintendo just going, no, we want to do this, but we are held back by the hardware of Switch. Um, and not just the fuck people. If we give them what they want now, we won't be able to string them along for another 30 years. They strung people along 25 years before. Spoilers. 
Ash Ketchum won the uh, Pokemon League. So, you know, like uh, 25 years later, he finally wins it. So I, re- I reckon they'll do that. String people along 25 years before we get some open world sandbox game of Pokemon that's decent. Also, the flip side of this, a completely different conversation, which we won't go into because it'll take forever. They are churning games out almost on an annual slash biannual slash twice annual basis, depending <laughs> on what year it is. And if you're churning games out that fast your quality will drop. And people have noticed that Game Freak's development quality was one of the best things out there, and now it is shit. To get a game like Pokemon Red and Blue on a Game Boy cartridge was a developmental masterclass. Um, Now they are bringing out games that are subpar in terms of performance, and that's partially down to their team, partially down to the hardware, and I'm hoping that's why they've not done it. But I can't see Nintendo going... Yeah, we'll put our our fabled titles on other systems. I know Xbox has been talking about working with Nintendo and there's rumors of Game Pass and stuff going between the two and, and so on. I can't see it myself. Not Pokemon. Um, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm very open to the fact that I could be wrong. Um, any word on when it will be leaving early access? No. I, was, I mentioned this to our ads in... Uh, the Discord this morning, he was like, do we know if it's coming to uh, PlayStation or is it Xbox exclusive? He said, I've just seen that PlayStation don't do early access stuff. Um, and I said, there is no word either way. It's not Xbox exclusive. It's just not available on PS5. It's a small developer that didn't have the resources. Xbox and PC go closer hand in hand, so it was an easy development process to go between the two. Plus, Game Pass probably made it uh, an attractive option for them. Um, so all of that plus the early access stuff, I would be horrendously surprised if it didn't come out on PlayStation in another 12 months' time. PUBG didn't come out on PlayStation at first. Um, And that was similar sort of thing, early access stuff versus full launch and and, and so on. So, yeah, I think it will come out on PlayStation. Just don't expect it any time right now. They're probably, at this point in time, building out plans for recruiting ps5 developers because that was the other thing that i'd seen mentioned they don't have any developers that focus on playstation coding they're building for xbox and uh, pc they were building primarily mobile games which mobile is not the right phrase but games that would suit mobile devices slash subscription services like game pass so playstation wasn't their target audience but now they're probably thinking well there's more players on playstation and xbox so we probably should throw it out there too which would be business sense. Um, I was violating one of my pals, says Tito. Okay, we'll move past that comment. Um, we'll just leave it there. No, okay. According to Spiffet, I thought I was walking around. In another, she was stood still uh, to me, but actually demolishing the house so random bits would disappear around me. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the thing where what you see versus what someone else sees and bugs and glitches and stuff. I had a glitch where my pal spheres just wouldn't go down. So there's a mission to capture 30 pals. I did that super quick because i had six spheres and it was just like six 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 but but three went down that's a lie i had six it went down to three and then it stuck at three for like 15 until i picked up a, a random pal sphere on the floor which changed my number down to one and i was like fuck i shouldn't have picked that up i should have just been glitched here forever is it fun then it's really fun really really good wobbles ears just twitched he doesn't think this is accessible. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, the pals automating stuff really appeals to me. Cuts out the boring shit, but actually can be quite complex. Yeah, the fact that you can have a production line. You can have a berry farm yeah. growing. One to plant, one to water, and then one to pick the seeds and put them in the storage. Beautiful. Agreed. Pals working for you helps the game. The game reminds me of Fortnite Minecraft version, though. Well, that's just the uh, the survival stuff. That's the bit 
that it, it should... I mean, the fact it reminds you of that is good. Is good because that's what it should be going for rather than just emulating Pokemon. Poké Knight. There you go. That's the one. Um, and now we catch up to the raid. Welcome in, everyone, from Bowser's Raid. How you doing? We are talking about Power World, but we do have a few more stories, which we'll start jumping forward uh, now as, as we catch up here. Um, very one. Hi, 12. Go on, 12. <laughs> You're drunk. <laughs> um, turn the lights off. Get to see the pink and less of your face. I mean, that's quite ironic coming from Bowser, right? Right? I mean... Right. Right? Right? I mean, just... At least he's got lights. Just turn your camera off, mate. <laughs> so work PC I have. That's fine. Just tell work it's chugging and you need more RAM. Uh, quick yeah. raid and rum. Enjoy your stream. Love you. So that's it. He comes in, throws out some really bad shade, and then leaves. Ironically, it was shade about lights. God damn. <laughs> Thank you, mate. I should have known you'd start earlier than 2pm when I got to the doctors. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I should have known. Go back six months and you show me a time when we started the scoop at 2pm. And you won't because we have meetings at 2pm on a Monday. So, fuck it, you. <laughs> it's your problem, not mine. Uh, okay, next up, next up. We will jump from an Xbox exclusive. Ish. It's not an Xbox exclusive. Ooh, took the wrong thing down. Uh, it's a game that's available exclusively on Xbox right now, but isn't exclusive. But this one will be. Nice. Um, Matt Wales at Eurogamer has this. It says, Indiana Jones in 2024. And everything announced in Xbox's developer direct. Hellblade 2 in May and more. Okay, here's the article. Microsoft's January Xbox developer direct has been and gone. Did anyone watch this last week? I know Tito was talking about it in the Discord. Did anyone watch it? I didn't watch it, but I did watch the Indiana Jones trailer. Um, anyway, it's been and gone, bringing first looks and long-awaited releases for some of the company's most highly anticipated titles. Machine Games, Indiana Jones and the Great Circle was the biggie of course, showcasing first gameplay and featuring confirmation of a 2024 release. But there was more besides, with Senwa's Saga Hellblade 2, Avowed, and Oxide Games' Ara History Untold, all putting in an appearance. Senwa's Saga Hellblade 2 looks badass, by the way. Um, and if you missed the showcase, which included a surprise visit from Square Enix to offer another look at this year's Visions of Mana, you'll find a brisk roundup below. Um, so Obsidian shows off more Avowed, and it's launching this autumn. We've known Obsidian Entertainment's Avowed was aiming for a 2024 release for a while, but the studio has now narrowed that launch window down a little further, announcing that Xbox Series X, S, and PC players will be able to get their hands on the first-person fantasy RPG this autumn. That bit of news was accompanied by a fresh look at the whole thing in tonight's Developer Direct, with Obsidian showcasing combats, quests, and environments. The studio says players can look forward to quote, moral nuance and grey areas, end quote, in this particular slice of fantasy action. And you can read everything announced about Avowed here. Uh, there's a link, obviously, in the uh, article. Senwa's Saga Hellblade 2 gets a May release date. Ninja Theory's Senwa's Saga Hellblade was a wonderful surprise when it launched back in 2017, and its long-awaited follow-up, first announced at the 2019 Game Awards, now has a release date arriving for Xbox Series X, S and PC on the 21st of May this year. For the second outing, Senwa is on the trail of the Vikings who've enslaved her people in Iceland, and Ninja Theory is promising reworked combat and more in this eagerly awaited sequel with more Hellblade 2 details here on Eurogamer. 
Um, Square Enix's Visions of Mana arrives this summer. Uh, following Visions of Mana's official announcement, well, unveiling in December, Square Enix popped up during tonight's Xbox Developer Direct to talk a little bit more about the game, which marks the first entry in the long-running action RPG series to launch for Xbox. I'm going to stop reading all of the uh, articles and just give you the first summary bit on it then. Uh, next up, our uh, history untold's historical grand strategy coming to PC this autumn. Oxide Games, which was founded in tw uh, 2013 by former Firaxis team members, announced it was teaming up with Xbox Game Studios to bring our uh, history untold to PC back in 2022. And the developer took the opportunity of tonight's showcase to reveal a little more about its intriguing historical grand strategy game. And then Machine Games, Indiana Jones, and The Great Circle gets a name and confirmed... <laughs> for the 2024 release. It's been a long old wait, but Machine Games' Indiana Jones project has finally had its big reveal. It's called Indiana Jones and the Great Circle and is set between Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Last Crusade. Perhaps the most surprising bit of news, though, is that the bulk of the adventure will unfold in first person, with players seeing the action through Indy's eyes, although traversal and cutscenes will feature a convincing Harrison Ford in third person. Is this the last bit? Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up with this then. Um, it looks fantastic and better yet, isn't too far away. Microsoft has confirmed that it'll be launching later this year and you'll find more detail on Machine Games Indiana Jones right here on Eurogamer. Uh, shout out to uh, Matt Wales and the team at Eurogamer for the big old article. Um, to recap, Avowed, Senwa's Saga Hellblade 2, Visions of Mana, Ara History Untold, and Indiana Jones and the Great Circle, all confirmed in the Xbox Developer Direct last week. What are your thoughts, Mr. Bib? Yeah, so I didn't actually watch it at the time. Obviously, I've gone back and I've seen what was being released on there, and I think this was a nice little showcase. Like, Ara History Untold, RTSs aren't my bag, really. Um, but that does look like a really nice game to be able to play. Um, Visions of Mana, again, isn't my type of game, really. Um, it looks like fun, but Hellblade looks absolutely gorgeous. Like The first Hellblade game looked... I never played it, but visually, absolutely stunning. Um, and this one looks more of the same. The refined controls and stuff, I can already imagine what the controls were like on that compared to what they are now. Obviously, 2017 wasn't a million years away, but the evolution of how we play video games on a yearly basis and the control schemes that we've come accustomed to... Uh, just make life a little bit easier like you can't go back and play most ps2 games now uh first person shooters third person games and them have the control schemes that we're just used to now modernization of the way that we play video games now compared to then completely different um so if that's something that they've ended up having to refine based off of what we and how we play video games now that's obviously going to be a, a massive help to people who obviously play that uh, played that game originally I'd be very surprised, actually, of uh, I've just thought of this now, that they might end up remastering Hellblade 1 if they haven't already done that to try and make the controls a little bit more modern. Um, maybe as like a bumper package when the second one comes out. I, I'm not too sure, but if, you, if they're doing all the hard work with the second one, try and modernise it with the first one, you might get another that's boost of sales with that. It's a good shout. Uh, I'm not too sure. I would never have considered but, yeah. that, but that's definitely a good shout. Um, um, so... Uh, I've not played Hellblade. Um, I've never really looked at it, to be fair. It just sounded like, oh, that's that's a Bibby game, not a Graham game, so I kind of didn't look in its direction. But then we've seen, obviously, a lot of content uh, for um, Senwa's Saga, or, or is it Senwa's Sacrifice? I always forget which one's which. Uh, let me have a look. Uh, roll it back up. Back, 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 back. Um, Senwa's Saga, there we go. Um, 
so i've never I've, I've never really looked at it until we started to get the content splurge over the last few events like summer games fests and game awards and things like that often don't have a lot of content in them they try to make you think they do but it's often uh, it's not when i say that i mean there's a lot of content but there's not necessarily a lot of content for you which is not a bad thing there is a content for everyone so there'll be a bunch of indie stuff there'll be some alternative indie stuff there'll be some uh, mainstream there'll be point and click stuff there's but there's bits for everyone which is a good thing but if you break it down to what they're talking to you often there's not a lot for you there is a bit for everyone uh whereas obviously we're used to big conferences at the yeah. e3s and so giving a lot to everyone um and we don't really have that so senwa's saga's kind of been filling that gap and for one game to do that on a developer level at like the unreal showcases and at the state of unreal i think it was in march last year we'll probably do another one of those soon um mm. so they were in that and some of game fest and stuff so yeah big shouts towards uh Senua saga hellbed uh to big big fan of the way that's looking i'm not sure if i'm gonna watch it uh, play it i'll probably end up more watching content rather than playing it but it has my attention but the Indiana jones one naturally naturally pulled me in that's the only bit of it i've seen uh video monster says if they write Indiana Jones as strongly as they did with the movie's past Crystal Skull, I'm not interested. Uh, past Christmas, Crystal Skull? I don't know what this Crystal Skull is. Is that Indiana Jones? No, that's definitely not. It doesn't sound like an Indiana Jones film. Like, I'm trying to think. There's only three Indiana Jones films that have ever been made. Oh, right. I see where you're going with this. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, Raiders of Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, Last Crusade. A crystal skull just sounds like someone would be ripping it off and tarnishing a dynasty. Like if, like if I was going to just pick three uh, words out of the air for another film that I'd make if I was going to tarnish an Indiana Jones dynasty, I'd probably go Dial of Destiny. I don't know, or Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny, or something like that. If, 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 if I wanted to make films that weren't Indiana Jones films, but could use the name, I'd probably do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big fan of Indiana Jones. I actually didn't mind Isle of Destiny. Crystal Skull. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull can get in the bin. Tragic. Uh, forget young Indiana Jones. That was better than any of the recent ones. Yeah, and also not great. But yeah, definitely. Still, yeah. Same, same. Same. Um, but yes, Xbox's developer direct took place last week. Um, to give you a quick recap once again. It opened up with Obsidian showing off Avowed. We got to see more Senwa's Saga Hellblade 2. Square Enix's Visions of Mana, uh, which is coming this summer, um, mm. got some more content. Our History Untold was shown, and Machine Games, Indiana Jones and the Great Circle had its name and approximate window confirmed. All in all, not a bad year for Xbox. I know, obviously, we don't have anything from PlayStation yet, although there are rumours that we will get a PlayStation State of Play next month potentially a nintendo direct too the fact that xbox are out of the gate first and we have an indiana jones game with a game which is going to be on bus stops on front page advertising on all the news websites yeah. it's going to be you're going to get twitch pop-ups and all the rest it's going to be everywhere is that um but then we get our history untold completely different style of game square enix's visions of mana completely different style of game hellblade 2 completely different style style of game and avowed they are covering a lot of bases with a bunch of decent level content across the course of the year and that's not even including their air quotes exclusive content that they have at the start of the year with power world so all in all 2024 is looking mm. to be a decent year for xbox yep. players 
Nice. Okay, we're moving ahead. Um, sticking with Xbox, though, because, you know, this is the Xbox version of The Scoop, where we talk about Power World and we talk about the Xbox's de uh, developer direct. But we'll mm. also talk about Raven Software. Apologizing for Xbox being mediocre. No, it's not my joking. I'm joking. Banter, banter. Uh, Raven Software apologizes for, quote, the disruption, end quote, caused by Warzone Season 1 Reloaded launch. We as devs love this game and apologize for the disruption that resulted from these events. This is written by Vicky Blake at Eurogamer. The article says... Call of Duty's Warzone developer Raven Software has apologized for the disruption caused by Warzone's Season 1 reloaded launch. After players began uh, peppering the game's social media channels with reports of bugs and glitches, including one which kicked up an error whenever players tried to access the menu, Raven said that, quote, conflict between live player data and our servers was causing problems, and the team rallied to get these issues resolved as swiftly, uh, swiftly as possible. We've been laying the groundwork for the return of some fan-favorite features in upcoming seasons seasons which has required a degree of preemptive setup in our live environment raven explained on twitter uh, 18th january's update shipped uh, with some of that work and we unfortunately encountered a conflict between live player data and our servers our teams were made immediately aware of the issues and began investigating shortly after the update went live we rallied studio teams from around the world to get these issues resolved as swiftly as possible we as devs love this game and apologize for the disruption that resulted from these events the statement continued please know that we hold ourselves to a high standard and these issues did not align with that the team suggests that anyone still experiencing it issues should swap out their current perk packages or if that doesn't work delete and remake them from scratch in other wars on news raisin software we don't need to talk about um I'll go with it. I'll go with it. In other wars on news, Raven Software recently explained its decision to reduce lobby sizes from 150 to 100 plays, stating it will ensure a good gameplay balance. Quote, Our top priority is creating an optimal and fun experience for all our players based on critical metrics, Raven said at the time. So there you go. Raven Software apologizes for the disruption caused by Warzone's Season 1 reloaded launch. I'm going to jump back to... Uh, Invisibib, he's gone. <sighs> but yeah, uh, Call of Duty had some issues, and they fixed it. It's kind of a non-story, although some of the issues were very, very prevalent. So in that sense, it, it has to be a story. There's no avoiding a story that has this much impact. But all in all, it was a developer that's trying to make something future-proof to add future content in uh, has basically just balked a little bit of something now. It's not the first, it's not the last, and we probably shouldn't be surprised to see games that are in a live environment having live mistakes. It is just the nature of the beast. When, when, you, when you can impact a live world and all it will take is one digit in a string of code to put things out, as we've seen in the past... Yeah. It's, it's unsurprising. What is good, though, is to see how quickly they did start to fix that sort of stuff. There was prob there was jokes and banters in the games communities that we exist in, so there was probably the same in games and communities that you guys exist in, that, wow, this game is buggy as fuck, but at least they're fixing it. It'll be, it'll be working again by tomorrow. How many other games can you play where you can actively say that you don't believe that would be the case? So, so yeah, I mean, GG's to Raven Software. What are your thoughts, Mr. Bib? Yeah, it's uh, it is one of those situations where, like you say, a small line, a, a small string of text, or a strong string of code, could end up having a massive impact. And this is probably one of the biggest barks that I've seen in my. It could be his echo chamber again. It's the amount of people that I follow on Twitter and that all play various games and stuff. But this one seemed to have quite a detrimental effect on how people was playing the game. Literally, there was 
just not playing it. They was doing other things instead of playing other things. When Warzone was their main game, it was it was quite a, a ball drop moment. But you'd expect that in a live environment. Um, but I, I genuinely think this is one of the biggest drops um, that they've uh, unfortunately uh, gone through uh, with this with this patch release. Um, but it all seems to have sorted itself out, and they've obviously come out and they've apologised for uh, making it the game pretty much unplayable for the amount of time that it was um, out of life for without the patch being updated from it. I, I didn't play. I haven't played the beginning of this season yet, so I can't comment myself. But in the circle of friends that I have that main this game are streamers that I follow. Um, they've not been able to, or they wasn't able to play the game for uh, a prolonged period of time because of the effects of this patch that went out. So it seems that they've all got it under control now. But like I say, in a live service game in that environment, these things are going to happen. With Call of Duty, I do think it's actually few and far between when they have massive gameplay uh bugs like this but unfortunately it's happened to them um, but they've kind of taken it under the belt and got on with it and sorted it out pretty pretty quickly for a game of this magnitude i always find it funny though when when people go yeah but a game developer of your size and scale making games of your size and scale shouldn't shouldn't this shouldn't be happening and it's like no it shouldn't <laughs> but sometimes you have to make a mistake to know to avoid it in the future so that's that's the nature of mis mistakes it's not a take is a mistake uh kind of thing yeah, people if they knew that that was going to be a problem they would have fixed that they were trying to bring something new into it and yeah you can argue about live environments versus whatever but as as a person that's worked in forms of testing in multiple different industries a testing environment versus a live environment is never the same never you can get it as close as you as you can make it but there's always something different so I will piss them on about shit like this, but if it gets fixed, then then my anger quickly dissipates. Okay, Fedus, Fedus. Um, shout outs to uh, Chappers and Sheep who wishes happy partner anniversary. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate you very Love much. Um, but and this is where me shitting where I eat kind of thing. There is issues in PUBG that has been there for three patches now. If you skin uh, a vehicle in PUBG with one of these special skins that you had to spend a million quid on or play the game for a million hours to get, you can't shoot your gun. You can't change your gun. You are stuck with a gun that you can't change, shoot, or ADS on until you jump into the driver's seat and jump back out again. That's been there for three patches. Three, three, four, five months-ish, and they've not fixed that sort of stuff. Uh, and I genuinely don't believe that they know that um, because it's for PlayStation users and, and so on. So I don't believe they have enough intel from their user base or they're reading enough intel from their user base to see that sort of stuff. That would have been fixed already on Call of Duty because I know that even as we aren't global content Call of Duty creators, we are small partners in the UK that work with Activision on some bits here and there. I could, I know that there is an escalation line for me to pass that on for it to be looked at. So when it comes to anything like this, yes, they did balls it up and people couldn't play it for a chunk of time, which is bad form. But that also affects them, so they probably wouldn't really want to do that themselves. And they fixed it quick, so fair dues. We move. That's it. Let's go. Move on. Uh, so, a judges. Um, you can tell how bad the indie, indie films got when Crystal Skull is behind the TV movie knockoff. The Librarian Quest for the, uh, the Spear is beating on Rotten Tomatoes 57... Okay. Thanks, David. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're moving ahead. Uh next story so that was obviously was talking call of duty for now we're going to talk halo um 
So from one Xbox shooter to another, 343 says Halo Infinite is done with seasons as it shifts approach. Andy Robinson at VGC has this article. The game will continue to be supported, but 343 is also working on new projects. Halo Infinite Season 5, released last October, will be the game's last uh, developer 343 has confirmed. Instead, the studio is shifting its approach to an operations model starting on January 30th, in which it will offer 20 tiers of free unlockable rewards every four to six weeks. Halo Infinite's next free update, Operation Spirit of Fire, will add new customization options, a new map, forge, additions, and more on January the 30th. The move away from larger long-running seasons represents a significant change for Infinite. Speaking during a live stream on Friday, 343 senior community manager John Junishek, um, emphasized that the company would continue to support infinite in 2024 however he confirmed that the studio is also working on new projects alongside the shooter quote we're making a shift in how we're approaching infinite going forward he said for master chief collection players this is probably going to sound very familiar the gist of it is we're no longer referring to seasons we're shifting away from seasons he later added for us here at the studio it's going to be an exciting year for halo we have a dedicated team working on supporting halo infinite and continuing to deliver going forward but also yes we have additional teams that are accelerating towards the future on brand new projects there are a lot of things cooking here end quote speaking last summer xbox's then studio boss matt booty suggested booty suggested that 343 decided to get that in there uh, industries would continue to work on the halo series going forwards but the other studios may get involved in their department when asked if this is potentially meant activision's call of duty team could work on the game booty didn't rule it out but also stated that it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't be mandated by xbox management Quote, if something like that were to happen, it would have to come from the studios, Booty uh, explained. It's unlikely that we would come in and dictate that from the top. 343 was hit with the signal. Oh, do you know what? Actually, I'm going to hit that. I was going to leave it, but it's significant. 343 was hit with a significant number of layoffs last year as part of a wider swathe of Microsoft cuts, which saw around 10,000 of its 220,000 person workforce being laid off. Texas-based studio Certain Affinity, which has collaborated on series such as Halo, Call of Duty, Left 4 Dead and Doom, also announced that last year it had taken on additional additional development duties on Halo Infinite. Apologies if you can hear Milo being a little dickhead in the background, <laughs> barking away. It's windy outside and he thinks that we're being attacked all the time because things move in the garden. So, yes. Um, 343 says Halo is done with seasons as it shifts its approach. That's quite a big change for a game that promised and arguably under-delivered. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a great game. We've done an event in Blackpool uh, tied with Europa Halo, we being yeah. Jelly Media, uh, who is obviously Ice Cream Reports. Um, so this game has a lot to offer to a passionate community, but the landing hasn't been stuck repeatedly. Um, is shifting away from a seasonal approach to just bringing content in new formats as and when they're ready and so on does that sound like a smart move is that the beginning of the end like are they are they slowly starting to uh sunset it what are your thoughts babe yeah it's it's a difficult one because obviously we're at a point now where we genuinely won't know until they release it and like that in stages on their roadmap I, I I feel like anything has got to be better than how they launched the game. Having like a a season that lasted for six months, I think it was, was ridiculous. Like just get rid of that, the season approach, and just say the next update will be in six months. 
rather than having that. I, I, they wanted to try and shoehorn a battle pass element in. That's obviously where that ended up coming from. But it's whether or not the people are still ticking through it, whether or not they're still logging in daily, whether or not they are actually clearing the battle pass. They'll have all of these statistics to make decisions like this. If it wasn't working, that's why they're trying to change it. So I suppose they're not going to know until they end up rolling it out. I think it's to go back to their old method of just rolling out content as and when with the season pa- with the with the patches rather than having a season pass pass approach to it is probably their best bet. But again, they will have all the data their side to come up with these decisions in the first place because they won't be talking about it if they don't have the the figures to try and back it up. Whether or not this is just a new lease of life that they want to try and inject into it personally i don't care um they need to try and figure it out because they need to do something to maintain what kind of streak they have with this game or whether or not it's one that they just go okay infinite was a bit of a bust we'll sunset this one and then we'll come out with a different game which will have a completely different approach um and when i when i go on and say that i don't care i think it's just because i haven't had that love for infinite when it first came out and i was playing it i was enjoying it but there was just so little content to keep me invested that I genuinely didn't care for the way that there was having the roadmap for the game. It probably wasn't catered towards me as I'm not the hardcore Halo fan that would probably be logging in every single day to try and tick off my dailies. I am definitely more of a casual fan. I'll play through the campaign. I'll hop on with the multiplayer with my friends, but I'm definitely not the kind of person that will be going back in every single day. But I am the person that looks for looks forward to the updates and what they're bringing to the table. So whether or not that will end up catering to me in bigger patches or just smaller season pass ones, I'd prefer to go back to the old school style. Again, probably saying that's a 33-year-old bloke who likes things the old way rather than the new shiny ways. Um, but that's yeah that's just my personal opinion on how i think they're they're going to end up running it but i mean like i've said three or four times now they will have the data to try and justify the decisions that they are going to be making with it if it ends up going back to the old style it's probably because they think that they might not have a future with the season pass model i don't think that's too difficult to understand yeah i know i agree with that for me i don't care i mean i never really cared about halo i've never never hid that um but i i don't care. I couldn't have told you how many season passes. I, I was never interested in looking at them. Um, so if you build a big old... Well, speaking about big olds, Hey, Big Ham, how you doing? Back-to-back raids. Thank you very much for the raid this morning, Big Ham. I saw you was on the PUBG earlier on. I didn't actually get to check in. Were you, did you stick with PUBG? Or did you jump over to do some more Power World fun times? What, what, what were we doing? Uh, Big Ham was playing PUBG. Nice. Nice. Uh, thank you for the raid. Everyone dropping in. Get yourselves comfortable. Thank you. We are talking about... Um, well, we've had a few bits. We talked about Power World being a monumental success and our thoughts and impressions and where that could go. Potential, could they get bought out and so on. That's not been rumoured. That's just us talking and, and spitting uh, stuff, chewing the fat. Um, we then spoke about Xbox's Developer Direct. We spoke about Call of Duty having issues with an update last week, which were fixed rapido. And now we are talking about 343 uh, shifting approach for Halo Infinite. Um, they're getting rid of seasons. And we're talking about um, why. Why we think that could be the case. And genuine, what I was saying then, you came in and quiet. It's not a negative, it's realism. I've never been a Halo fan. Um, 
which probably explains why I play PlayStation more often than my Xbox, apart from this weekend, because Pal World fuck, fuck the PlayStation. Um, but yes, uh, oh no, I did finish Hogwarts finally this weekend, so you know, a bit buff. Anyway, um, Halo Infinite, for me, the reason they're getting rid of the seasons is, like Bibby says, it's, it's clearly not working for them. And I feel that is the case. I, I know a lot of people in and around the Halo sphere that don't talk to me about Halo or don't talk about Halo and don't play Halo. So why would you spend a lot of time launching a massive season that will go for months if it's dead within two weeks? Because you then have to stick out your 6, 12, 18, whatever weeks of dead content. So going to a smaller thing allows you to be more agile and see what works and what doesn't work, but also means that it is easier to sunset a brand if necessary. If you make updates every four to six weeks or whatever they said that they were going to, uh, yeah, uh, 20 tiers of free unlockable water rewards every four to six weeks. If that starts working, okay, nice. We'll have we'll have actionable intel in four to six weeks' time. And again, and again. That's actionable intel 12 times over the course of a year if you're coming out every four weeks-ish. Nice. Wonderful. You can make all sorts of uh, changes for the better of your community there rather than holding them down to a season pass that just might turn people off and then they've got to sit through it for 12 to 18 weeks. So, yeah, mm -hmm. big fan. Also, you can compartmentalize that. A smaller team working on a smaller update whilst you free up other members of your team to work on the next iteration. I would do that. Halo Infinite was supposed to be the next iteration of Halo. Nobody really cared beyond the Master Chief Collection and, and so on. And I'm saying that uh, knowing full well that there is a massive fan base, a passionate fan base that is dedicated to Halo. I have seen it. I've seen it in person. I've dealt with it online. I, you can't fault the Halo fan base, but the games just haven't been there for the fans uh, recently. And Halo Infinite was supposed to be that. For me, I would respectfully keep this going whilst respectfully getting its replacement engineered. But it's going to be, what, three, five years? I mean, the game's already been out for like nearly two, so realistically, you could have been a good chunk into that. Admittedly, they're probably not. They're probably starting the groundwork well, the serious groundwork on Halo Infinite 2. I know that's probably not what it's going to be called because, ironically, Infinite didn't last forever. God damn. <laughs> um, so I would, I would go, okay, we tried. There was some good stuff in it. They managed, and it was very, very, very well received, launching the multiplayer and some of the single-player campaign and so on. They managed to keep the old-school vibe whilst working with new-school mechanics. That's the hard part. They did that. But then all of their content, all of their release program, because they were trying to shoehorn battle passes and stuff into it rather than just making content for the players. They were making content for modern gaming environments. Forget the environment. Make the environment work for your game. That's what yeah. best games do. They don't play to a, a payment style or specific audiences. You make your game, your vision, a reality. And then if it's good, people will play it. They didn't do that. I would say, okay... We'll just keep this rolling and we'll make the next one. That's where I would go for this. And I feel that's what a brand as as big and as successful as Halo deserves. I mean, it's clearly successful. I've got fucking yeah. Master Chief's face sat here behind me. Is that I don't even like Halo, but I know what Master Chief is and wanted the helmet. So, yeah. Halo Infinite was supposed to be my onboarding into the Halo world. Me and Bibby were supposed to be playing through the co-op campaign. The fact that that didn't come out until fucking 19 years after the first part yeah. of the game came out was just, you know, I'm not bothered anymore. Thank you, mate, but no. No. So, yes. 343 says Halo Infinite 
is done with seasons it's shifting approach there's conversations about other development uh, development studios and stuff around there for me obviously if you've got your own impressions welcome to them feel free to share for me my impression is it stays the numbered and they are moving ahead i would do the same it's been two years nobody cares which is a shame. Like, what was it? It was about three months into the game, and it had dropped out of the top ten most played on Xbox, whilst Apex Legends was still up there. And obviously, yeah. it's not the same game, but very visual, uh, very similar visually, um, a lot of similar mechanics and so on. So, if there's any game out there that has a season pass mechanic that you can compare it to, that's probably the closest, and that was in the top five most played games on Xbox. So Xbox players are playing Apex Legends as Halo instead of Halo as Halo. God damn. <laughs> so, yeah. Just put it in the bin nicely, mm-hmm. respectfully, and move ahead. Nice. Also, didn't help that um, Cyberpunk, which came out, was crap. Their TV program nailed it, so people wanted to play Cyberpunk. The uh, the Halo series on Paramount Plus was bang average and mediocre from what i heard we watched two episodes and we're falling asleep and i've not watched the rest of it since <laughs> well they've just they've had season two commissioned recently haven't they so yeah. it must have tickled a lot of pickle, people's pickle i feel like possibly but also what else is on paramount plus <laughs> it's kind of like it's the, it's the only thing we've got we have to go with it i i very genuinely fair. hope they they do something good with it because it was it felt like and I'm going to say this to piss off David, but not intended to piss off David. It felt like Star Trek Deep Space Nine, like, great series. If you're interested in Star Trek, jobs are good. And, but as with all Star Trek stuff, that was made in the days of, we need 75 episodes in a season. Probably not 75, but we'll go with that number anyway. It's probably more like 25. Um, but, okay, 16 of them is what you need. The others are just to fill up the, your fucking schedule. So you get some shitty stuff. And, and episode one of halo felt like that and i was like my god this is boring (laughs) whereas yesterday we watched through all eight episodes of reacher season two on prime which is definitely worth a watch by the way just because that is one fucking gorgeous man but even still the uh the series is fucking great so yeah fill your boots fill your boots uh speaking of gorgeous man hi no no speaking of gorgeous man what's he called alan richson rich rich's son Jack Reacher, if you've seen Fast X, he's in that, and he looks weird because they've over-Hollywoodized his makeup. He almost looks like the gold people from the end of Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that. Yeah. But Jack Reacher, absolute unit, just looks like a normal normal guy. Yeah. Definitely recommend a watch. Definitely recommend a watch. Tell you what else I'd recommend. Helping yourself to some free games while you can because it's free game... Friday. Friday. Okay, we're going to finish things up with our last news article of the day. This is written, as always, by Morgan Park at PC Game with contributions from Lincoln Carpenter, and there's usually a few other people involved across the course of the year as well. But this was updated four days ago, so you don't have long left. But the Epic Game Store that is free right now until the 25th of January uh, is love. Nice. So this week's Epic Store, uh, this week on the Epic Store, a retro 2D platformer, but more retro than the other retro 2D platformers. Whoa. Uh, Love brings an extreme minimalist aesthetic to its precision platforming alongside remix stages and tools for making and sharing custom levels. So if you want a retro platformer that's more retro than other retro platformers, then Love is the one for you. It's free right now on the Epic Games Store. Um, Obviously, you can download the launcher on PC, or you can just 
redeem it within browser. Feel free to use code ICU when redeeming it. Not that it helps to us financially, but I believe it does some algorithmic stuff for us as well. Same with any Epic Games Store purchase. Hashtag ad. Uh, be that Rocket League hollow books or whatever they were called in Rocket League and your V-Books in Fortnite and, and stuff. Yeah, could I see you? Let's go, baby. Well, that's it. Quick recap then. Uh, Pal World smashing it. Indiana Jones, badass, was announced in Developer Direct last week, as well as a bunch of other things. Uh, Call of Duty had issues, which have now been fixed. Halo has issues, which they're just giving up on. And the Epic Game Store continues to give free games each and every single week. Nice. For now, though, we are going to disappear. Please do feel free to uh, stick around. We're going to drop a raid on one of our friends. Uh, we were talking about Nacho. He was live playing some Power World, so maybe we'll drop in and see how yeah. he's diddling um, after this. But before any of that happens... Yes. We have a week of content, Mr. Bib. What mm -hmm. is there all else you'd like to add? Yeah, again, thank you very much for joining us for today's episode of The Scoop. If you want to help shape any of the remaining shows this week, there is two ways you can do so. First of all, find us on social media. It is at Ice Cream Uploads across all major social media platforms or alternatively nice. get involved with our Discord. If you're watching this on any of our on-demand services, go into the description below. All the links that you require will be listed there, but all we need from you is a URL plus your thoughts and opinions. We will then give you our thoughts and opinions on the very next show, which will be at what time this week, Mr. Graham Day? Well, I just actually said we've got a lot of content coming this week. The content is patchy at best this week from me. Yeah. Um, I am in London tomorrow and... Not far from London on Wednesday and Thursday. So I will not be around for scoops for the next three days. And there will be no chasing crates with mates on Wednesday evening. Um, I am back Thursday afternoon. So I might throw out an additional stream on the Thursday if I can fit one in. Um, but obviously Friday we should be back with normal content. Scoop, uh, evening stream, PUBG, Saturday, all that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, so, yeah, please do feel free to uh, join us for the rest of the week, whenever that may be, which usually yeah. at 10 a.m. London, spit. It's not my favorite place, I must admit. As a northern man, I found London full of people, but very lonely. So... Not my favourite place, but I am going for a, a cool work thing, which hopefully I can talk to you about. Let me, let me see if I can actually talk to you about it. I don't know if I'm allowed. Uh, where's my messages? Oh, messages. Oh, I can say. Okay, well, um, Logitech has... Uh, obviously, we are Logitech G Partners. Perfectly timed. The logo pops up on the screen, just mm. as I say that. Nice. <laughs> we are Logitech G Partners... Um, and Logitech have a new cool device called the Logitech Reach, which is basically, you might have seen when I've unboxed things, I have to stick a camera on a mount looking down at the desk here. They've got a really cool camera that you can move around and move up and down and shit, which fucking sounds amazing. Uh, I'm off to Windsor for an event anyway, so I'm near London, um, well, for meetings, but I'm going down to see that on the way down. So I will be in London for a Logitech thing tomorrow. So yes, hopefully I'll have some pictures and, and stuff. Do keep your eyes yeah. on the ICU socials, which are all in the chat if you want to keep updated on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now that we are going to disappear, um, obviously, get a date with Wobbles. How how close is Wobbles to... Do you know, I might meet Wobbles. I'm going to ask him if he's around. The Logitech reach around. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Definitely not, no. Um, 
Yes. Oh, anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll reach out to Wobbles. You reach out to whatever you want, whether it's in, around, on, over, or under, whatever. Um, so, yeah, please do have yourselves a beautiful day. Whenever we're back on the channel, we will see you then. But until then, stay frosty. Stay frosty.